Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Freestyle Life, a podcast about real people living real lives, managing their diabetes. I'm Elizabeth Estes, and I'm your host for today. In full disclosure, I myself am not living with diabetes, but I am engaged in supporting the community through my family and my friends. The only way those of us not managing diabetes are going to learn how to best help is by asking those who are. On this podcast, we will hear authentic stories, some designed to uplift, and most all designed to teach. We'll speak with experts, advocates, and those attempting to change the diabetes ecosystem for the better. This podcast is in partnership with Abbott because we're in this together and we're stronger together. Welcome to Freestyle Life. For many people living with diabetes, our next guest may not need an introduction. He's well known as an advocate and an educator and an actor and a director and a producer and all of these types of things. And I've been looking forward to this interview for quite a while. Welcome in from Los Angeles, California, Charles Maddox. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. So we're going to talk about who you are in a minute, but I want to do a fun little tease. If any of our listeners are music fans, it's really, really cool. You have a very, very <laughs> famous uncle who is a musician. A Rolling Stone called him one of the top 15 musicians ever in the world. Well, you'd probably agree with that, right? Would, would uh-huh, you, uh-huh. you? I do, I do. You might think he's in the top two or three. And there are many who would. But how about we do this? Let's have some fun and not reveal who your uncle is until the end of this conversation. What do you think? It sounds good. Sounds good to me. Well, you know, and and you have so many things to be proud of in your own life. You're an award-winning actor, director, producer, television host, health advocate, mentor. Uh, seriously, you have done amazing things in your life prior to being told that you had type 2 diabetes, and since then, as a person living with diabetes, give us your background and give us your journey, and we want to hear your story. You know, that, that, that's interesting, you know, and uh, a quote from my uncle, he once said that if this life is just for me, I don't want it. Um, <laughs> so I knew from, from inspired by him, from very early, I wanted to do something very special, and I really didn't know what that was. And you know, I started off in music. I made, you know, I had record deals and did very well with that. From then, from there, of course, I got into acting, and and that really just took off. And um, and then I uh, moved to, to 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 Florida for a little while to to be a single dad and raise my son. And um, uh, and and that that's when I was pretty much diagnosed with uh, type two diabetes. And uh, had a stint as a celebrity chef on television. It was more for just for fun, and but it, it actually took off as well, um, from books to sauces and, and, and appearances on all these major talk shows, from CNN to Dr. Raz. Um, so at that point, it was it was I was terrified, and um, I, I didn't know anything about diabetes, and I thought number one that was a terrible thing that a, a black male in his thirties doesn't know anything about you know type two diabetes. Why did you think that? I'm curious. Why was that just a bad thing? Because you should have known. <laughs> well, you know the fact that you know diabetes is, is high in uh, minority communities. Um, you would think that, um, and also, you know what, not even just because of that, because to be honest, I think they should teach some of these things in school, in, in, in either a high school or elementary setting to understand what cholesterol is, what diabetes is, what hypertension is. Has any of that changed since you were in school? You've, you've got, you know, you're a single dad. So has any of that changed? Has your... I, I don't think so. I've never yeah. heard him talk about what diabetes is. I mean, you know, um, and, and, and with, with so many people having diabetes and some of these 
issues that come on later on in life from diet, uh, poor diet, you you would think that they would have a class based on something that to, to something like that to be able to educate people because you know even a even a simple course because you know none of us ever think we're going to get sick right especially when we're young and we're playing and we're you know exercising and things like that we're on top of our game and we're in football or soccer or whatever like that we never think that this you know what I'm eating today may affect me tomorrow or affect me in ten years or affect me in fifteen twenty years so had I had known you know, about some of these things. I, I When I was making music, I used to head to the Bronx and, and, and go uh, with my producer and I would buy him a, a, a large pizza and a Coke. And I remember just filling that pizza with salt and then drinking that Coke. I never thought ever about hypertension or diabetes or cholesterol. I never thought those, how I was eating was would be a ramification of, of where I am now. So, I would love that to be taught. So long story short, you know, when, when, when the doctor came to me and he wasn't even my doctor, it was just a weekend doctor. And I said, listen, I can put you on some medication. And I thought medication, you know, I'm here terrified. This guy didn't give me any information. He didn't send me anywhere to get any education. Um, he literally, he didn't tell me, Hey, you know what? Maybe you could work on your diet. You could lose a little weight, so on and so forth. He also based this on a finger prick, which, you know, that's not how you're supposed to, you know, diagnose, you know, diabetes, just, you know, you need an A1C test, you know, that, that can you know, use with blood, not just a finger prick. So that kind of opened up the door to me saying, you know what, I want to, I want to chronicle my story. So at that point, I thought, you know, I was going to make a little piece that was just going to be for PBS. And it just really from there just opened the door and I just ran with it and wanted to be the biggest thing in diabetes so I could help educate people and tell tell my story, but also share other people's stories who may have gone through the same thing I was going through. So when the doctor comes into you and says, you know, hey, you have diabetes, I can give you some medication. Describe that moment. For you. I literally thought I was going to die because, I mean, think, think about it. You were just diagnosed with a disease. I mean, who wants to be diagnosed with anything? You know, I mean, at that point, it was no, it was like I had cancer. Or I had, you know, some other kind of uh, terminal illness. I had no idea what to expect, what was going on. Um, I was literally terrified. I, I remember a friend of mine came with me and I got in the car. I didn't even tell him what the doctor said. I was, I, I didn't know if I was embarrassed or scared or, or, you know, then I went home that day and, and right after, and I just got online and just started Googling and trying to figure out what the heck was this, you know, that I had. So what was your so. next move after you get online, which can be very frightening because there's <laughs> a lot of things out there, both good and bad. What, Terrifying. yeah. What did you do at that point? Yeah, like I said, online made it actually worse. And then actually I went into some of the the groups and I started posting a few things. Um, and then I said to myself, I said, you know, I was looking for ways to, you know, what to eat and what to drink and so on and so forth. And it, it was just very confusing. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? Number one, I'm going to, I'm going to go to God's diet, if that's what you want to call it. Um, fruit, vegetables, lean meat, and water. And I figured, who can go wrong with that, right? Um, and then I said, and at that point, I was I was going to the gym probably four times a week. And I was one of those guys that would lift weights and never do cardio. So, you know, you see those guys in the gym with the big chest. They don't even do, <laughs> they don't even do much leg work. You know, they just have chest. 
and and hence and and stomach. Um, and you're like, how does somebody have a big stomach and they lifted weights? Um, so I just focused on um, not going to the gym anymore and and doing cardio. So I started with walking and then I started with with jogging. And literally within weeks, I would say I lost almost 20 pounds. Um, it, it was amazing. And uh, really, that was the start of the journey and the start of you know what has led me to here to be this advocate for not just diabetes, but overall health. What year was that that you were diagnosed? Um, that was probably about uh, 12 years ago. So 12 years ago, you're diagnosed. And since then, you've given TED Talks. You've become uh, a Blue Circle champion for the International Diabetes Foundation. You you wrote a yeah. cookbook. I mean, you seriously, when you yeah. jump into something, you jump all into something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's It's been an amazing ride. And I think because, to be honest, there's nobody that looks like me that's doing this. Um, and also, um, I, I don't know the word no. And I... I and determined and driven because, you know, this is, this is my calling. This is my mission to say that I gave back and I left something for someone else. And so, you know, with that, you have to, to go all in and, and um, because there are lives that we are truly helping with, with, with what we're doing. So it, it means so much to me, but then, you know, when I get the emails and the text messages or the messages and people are like, you know, Charles, thank you so much for advocating for us. Thank you so much for what you've done. It really moves you. It allows you to know that, that you know, your time here on this earth was, 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 was a, special, a special run. So The exercise part is really intimidating for people who may not be used to doing that. I, I go up and down with exercise, and I, like you, didn't like cardio. I'd go to the gym, but, I, boy, I'd yeah. have to force myself. And, and, and I want to, in full disclosure, I am not a person living with diabetes, but I am uh -huh. a person who struggles up and down a lot with being healthy. It is interesting in the mindset that you started off. You didn't like cardio, but you just said, I'm going to just walk. Let's start there. I, I walk two to three times a day. And just walking will change a person's life. You know, we have to really take our health seriously because we only have one ride on this. And eating the right way is very easy. Exercising the right way is very easy. You don't need to go to a gym. I haven't been to a gym in years. Um, and I walk every day and, and, you know, get on a treadmill and just walk or I walk in the park. And eating right is even more easier. And eating healthier and eating healthy is not expensive, as people would like to believe. So you wrote a cookbook called The Budget-Friendly Fresh and Local Diabetes Cookbook. What, what did you learn in those recipes? Because food is a trigger for a lot of us, and food is memory. Food is family. Food is tradition. Yeah. And it's hard to yeah. give some of those things up. In your cookbook, what did you do that made those recipes appealing and, and interesting besides the budget side of it? Well, I... What I wanted to do was make the same meals that we normally eat, right? Because a lot of times we only have a, a limited uh, uh, menu, per se, in, in our households, right? A lot of people, they'll make the chicken, they'll maybe make some steak, some fish, a little bit of pork. I mean, honestly, if you go through the week, folks are eating the same thing day in and day out, uh, pretty much. So what we wanted to do was create those, a lot of those, number one, keep the same recipes that you like, but just make them healthier, right? Make them, make them so that, that they didn't have a ton of the carbs, the starch, the sugars, and things like that. 
um, because I, if you take people out of their comfort zone as far as food for too long, they will revert back to what they know and what tastes good to them and, and how they made the food. And then also introduce new things to them, right? Because, you know, you can go to uh, 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 an Asian store and buy a grocery store and get, you know, certain spices, certain, you know, sauces and things of that nature that really enhance a, a, a meal and can make it taste unbelievable. And and now you have, you know, a variety and, and you've increased your 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 profile as far as taste and, and flavors and now you have different things. So it's it, you your 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 palate doesn't have to be a bland uh, surface because a lot of times people think you know eating let's say a diabetic or a healthy lifestyle you have to it's going to be it's not going to taste good it's not going to have the flavoring but that's totally that's totally incorrect. Um, then all of a sudden you do this and you get some acclaim for the budget-friendly, fresh and local diabetes cookbook and Discovery Life comes along and you <laughs> host a TV show called Reversed. Now, what I think is interesting about this is you aren't just talking about and you aren't talking about reversing diabetes. You're talking about reversing mental, spiritual, emotional states a very different yeah. dynamic. What happened was I was I was doing a lot of this, you know, advocacy and I'm like, man, I'm not reaching the people that I want to reach. I'm not it's got to be a better way. What better way to do this? So I created this show that took five people who were living with diabetes and what I wanted to do was kind of cut out all the 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 runaround, right? Cuz if I needed to see an endocrinologist, how long do I have to wait for that? I need to see a dietitian. How long do I have to wait for that? Or, or a diabetes educator, right? All of these things were splintered. So I wanted to create a way that we could have all of these experts in one space and help really understand what diabetes is and what it's not and how to live with it. So I, you know, I, I, I made the, the pilot, sat on it, man, for probably about a year, um, and then uh, came across a guy who had a... Uh, uh, some connections to networks. And I said, Hey, listen, I've got this. And he said, listen, I'll bring it to a few networks. And, you know, it usually takes a few months to get at this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, probably about a week later, he came back and said, Discovery's interested. And I was like, wow, okay, let's do it. And to be honest with you, it, it was about reversing the mental, physical, spiritual, emotional state, because if you do that in life, um, address these issues, you can make the changes to your life. Um, did I have under underlying ideas of reversing diabetes? I did. But when I made this first series, to be honest with you, that word reverse, people were terrified of it in diabetes. See, you couldn't even say it. I had a lot of people write stories about me about, oh, you, you know, the word reversed. And, and, I'm, and I would tell them, listen, it's not about reversing diabetes. The new season, is it in Jamaica as well? So you took, in the first season, you took five people to Jamaica. They spent 10 days, uh, which sounds yeah. lovely right about now, uh, <laughs> interacting with you, experts in medicine, nutrition, exercise. Is the new season set up the same way? You know, we're probably going to go to uh, to Mexico. Our last season that just went off the air, uh, which is called Eight Days, which is very a very similar uh, setup. Uh, was shot in Mexico. That was based on cancer. And uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty much the same situation where we're having, you know, amazing people in, in mental health and in, in nutrition and in, 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 in uh, diet. Um, but we're using the ketogenic and also intermittent fasting. So we've pulled on Dr. Jason Fung. We've got 
um, uh, Dr. Ken Berry. We've got Lori's uh, uh, Smet. We got Maria uh, Emmerich. Uh, so we've got some. We've got some heavy, heavy hitters um, that are going to to be involved with this. And you know, keto is is, is a godsend in many ways, and so is intermittent fasting, and and it does do wonders for type two diabetes and overall health. So we're going to really just just take this to the next level, and this is going to be a game changer in diabetes. So we've talked to people living with diabetes in both the type 1 and the type 2, and, and one consistent theme we hear with the, with the type 2 is that they do feel in some ways judged. Um, what, would, what advice would you have for those people who are feeling judged and or overwhelmed? Well, you know, type 2 diabetes can be a blessing in many ways, right, because what it does do is allow us to see where we're at with our overall health, right? So, you know, when you go get your labs and you see, you know, uh, that you're diabetic, but you could also see, man, I might have high cholesterol, or I might have, you know, some other things that I need to work on. It's also a reset to see where you're at, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, right? Do you need to lose the weight? Do you need to change your diet? Because remember, these things, it's not just diabetes that comes with these things. It's, you know, all the comorbidities. So I remember, you know, going back to when I was diagnosed, first thing I did is came home and I looked in the mirror and I said to myself, Charles, man, you, brother, you got to lose some weight. And, you know, I probably had to lose about 20 pounds, if not a little bit more. And it, a lot of it was muscle and bulk and stuff like that. But, you know, it was one of those things where I had to really just look in the mirror. And I think that the diagnosis of type 2 diabetes is one of those things where we can kind of say, hey, what have we been doing wrong with our diet or, or our lifestyle or, or our lack of exercise or, or, or any of that? And then say, you know what, now is the time for me to adjust this and look at it as something that is actually a blessing. And I've turned this so-called disease into a blessing. So I'm touching lives, change my life, aware of what I'm doing and helping other people be aware of what they're doing too as well. So you've done so many things and in, in so many positive positive things for, for this community. As an advocate, what else would you like to achieve? What else is there for you to do? You've written a book, you've had <laughs> TV shows. I mean, you're a bit of an you overachiever, know, <laughs> Charles, for crying out loud. Well, to be honest with you, I would love to get to a place where I don't have to fight so hard to, to create these, these shows. Um, especially on diabetes, right? Because once again, the information and the education that we could 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 give literally could save so many lives, and and it could educate so many people. And the series is called Reversed, and people can find out more about you at uh, www.charlesmaddoxmattoxoks.com. And also on yeah. Twitter at cmaddox1 um, to make sure that people can find out more about you and all of the many, many advocacy programs that you have going. Seriously, you have so much energy. You have so much positivity. And <laughs> it's just so much fun and to I, talk to you. And I got to say a big thank you to you, too, as well, and all the amazing people that you're doing work with right now. Um, I'm a big fan of, 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 uh, us coming together. So I thank you for giving me this exposure and, and being able to talk about diabetes and really, you know, just, just be excited about, uh, what can happen as far as uh, the next stages in, in, uh, reaching people and educating people with diabetes. 
Well, Charles, now you know everybody's waiting for that tease that we gave him at the very beginning of this interview. Charles Maddox. Well, let me, a, let me, let me, let me do something to set it up. How about that? All right, you do it. The famous uncle. We're going to tell you who his famous uncle is. Go for it. There's a natural mystic blowing through the hills. If you listen carefully now, you will hear. It could be the first trumpet. Might as well be the last. All right. If they don't know it after that one, I don't know what to say. That's right. Your uncle was Bob Marley. <laughs> oh, amazing. A Rastafarian icon, number 11. He was number 11 on the 100 yes, Greatest man. Musicians of All Time by Rolling Stone. How cool is that? <laughs> yes, it was. It was definitely. I met him twice before he passed, and it was it was a blessing. And I think part of the reason I do what I do right now is because I'm fighting for the people. And, you know, when you fight for the people, not always is it looked upon, you know, in, in the right way, but, you know, you're doing the right thing. And um, at the end of the day, it, that's what it's all about, helping other people. Well, Charles Maddox, your Uncle Bob Marley is looking down, smiling at who you've become. Thank you so much for oh, spending a few minutes with us on Freestyle Life. We are so appreciative of your time and your efforts, and I know we'll talk soon. All right. Bye-bye. So that's a wrap on this edition of Freestyle Life, a podcast brought to you in partnership with Abbott. We want to thank Charles Maddox for joining us and all of you as well. If you have ideas for this podcast, questions you'd love answers to, or great suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Please drop us an email at ideas at freestylelifepodcast.com. We'll talk with you next time. Until then, here's hoping we're all living our best lives. The views, positions, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily reflect the views of Abbott Laboratories. The views, positions, and opinions represented, as well as any reference to a specific product or entity, do not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by Abbott.